Hello everyone, I'm Rachel Klepp-Miller and you are listening to Content Hacks, the podcast where we dive into content, we tear it apart, and make it easier to put in a form that your audience will enjoy and love. Yes, I'm Allison Andrews. Hello, today we're tackling the content that everyone covets, shareable content. It's like the beacon on the hill. It is. How do we get there? Everyone wants to go viral. I actually had a boss one time who came in and said, let's make this viral. Mm -hmm. If it was only that easy. That was kind of like the one time you told me to go get a one-on-one with Tiger Woods. (laughs) It can happen. So can viral. Sure. Let me get on that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. But there are some things that can help you make content viral. Not necessarily get the one-on-one with Tiger Woods. Right. I think that was a completely reasonable assignment. <laughs> sure. Don't underestimate what you're capable of, Rachel. <laughs> anyway, um, there are some ways. You can't just make content go viral, but there are some things you can do, some ways you can construct that content that make it more likely to go viral. We'll what say was, it that way. What was the last piece of content you shared? Do you remember? Mm. Yes. I shared a, a blog about the how silence makes you more creative. Ooh, check nice. it out on my Facebook page. We should do a podcast where we're just quiet for like three minutes. And then go off and be really Or creative. just say at the end, we're like, we hope you're now more creative. <laughs> hey, okay, think about it. Think about, it can be, right? right Silence can is. be a powerful thing. It is. So I, but, but the reason I shared that is because it was a little bit unexpected. It was an unexpected take mm-hmm. on the solitude of creativity. It, it was a little bit enlightening because there was some science behind it. And those are the kind of things that we share. What was the last one you shared? Um, I believe it was probably an inspirational quote on LinkedIn. Okay. That talks about, you know, um, rising above or something like that. Okay. So so this is one of the things though, right? When you're talking about content and what makes shareable content, one of the things is to know your audience. So you probably Mm -hmm. picked that quote specifically because you know your LinkedIn audience is different than your Facebook yes, audience. Yes, it was definitely like relatable from a work standpoint. standpoint. Yeah. So I think when you're creating content, one of the things that's important to know from the beginning is know who you're talking to. Because if you don't know who you're talking to, you are never going to be able to connect with them. You, if you don't know what they care about, what keeps them up at night, what they're worried about, what problems they have, you're not going to create anything that they're going to want to share because it's going to miss the mark. I think so many uh, marketing departments specifically have the buyer personas or the little buyer persona guides that tell you, you know, here's our typical buyer and here's what she or he is thinking about on a day-to-day basis. Here's what the strategic things that are important to that person. But that's great on paper and it's going to help you in some ways, write blogs, write great content, but get out and talk to your audience. Mm -hmm. I find I do a lot of testimonial videos for our company and those interviews that I do are probably the most enriching for me from a content perspective because I can sort of tap into the minds of those people that write our checks. And that's what shareable content does. It taps into those people and it touches them in some way. Now, aside from knowing the audience, right, you still have to tell good stories. Yeah. And it all comes down to uh, telling good stories because stories resonate with people. Mm -hmm. How many times have you been, were you in the public relations class in college or um, if you took any public speaking or Toastmasters and they tell you, start with a story, like find a story that's going to relate to to people. And if you've ever seen a motivational speaker, how many times did they say, oh, I got a story this one time, right? Right, exactly. That's because people relate to it. They love the flow, beginning, middle, and end. And that helps 
them relate to what you're talking about. And likely online is going to relate to them in a way that they want to share that content. Mm -hmm. And I think that too, you have to consider when you're, when you're putting together that story, what is your story? What's the overall, you know, give some thought to the overall vibe you're trying to create within the story. I, I think there's a big, you know, sometimes we just have this general idea. Um, but words really matter when you're creating a story. So even though something like brave and fearless are kind of the same thing, Mm -hmm. when you use them, it, each of them have a slightly different feeling, right? Whether you're talking about authentic or you use the word real, those kind of things really give a certain vibe to a particular story. So again, when you're looking for shareable content, you want to make sure that the stories that you're writing kind of have a cohesive vibe. Yeah. And I'll attract more people. I think too, when you think about the words, um, authenticity is a, is a word that is used a lot. A lot. People want you to be authentic and, okay, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, what am I going to be authentic? But I think really it's people know business speak. Like they're going to know touch base or, you know, every time I write leverage, a part of me dies inside. (laughs) Why am I writing that word? But I think you got to get beyond that and speak um, authentically. And with this um, realness, I think that that helps people resonate with your content Mm -hmm. and they're more likely to share it. Yeah. There's also this concept around authenticity of like peeling the curtain back and kind of getting behind the scenes of what you do. Um, the business speak word would be transparency. Right. To transparent. Be transparent. Right. But you. But she said it in a more authentic yeah, way. How, right. <laughs> how um, interesting are those documentaries that, um, for example, go behind a political campaign and go like show you what happened before the debate or behind mm-hmm. the scenes of the debate. Yeah. People love those. Why? Because it peels the curtain back. It's not what they've been seeing on the news every two seconds. It's something new and different. So I think a great step to take to figure out shareable content is to look at your own organization and figure out how can you peel the curtain back a little bit and let people inside um, how the secret sauce is made. It goes back to that wanting to feel connected to the content, right? And that that behind the scenes feel does help people feel more connected because they feel like they're an insider to that process. Still though, we have to be honest that what we click on and tend to share probably has a pretty good grabbing headline. Yes, totally. I mean, you can't just yeah. you can't have all this great stuff and a throwaway headline because nobody will click on it to begin with, much less share it. Right. So you do have to give some thought to the headline, but you also want to make sure that your headline, while it's catchy and maybe, you know, sassed up a little mm-hmm. bit, also delivers on what you're going to read. Yes. You don't want to promise too much in the headline. Right. Like, that's Because that's annoying right. when you get there. And, you and can, we've all we've all read that, right? Right. Right. Um, like, really? <laughs> your headline matters. It does. A lot of times, you know more so than a lot of the meat of the content. If your headline isn't talking about what you've been writing and it isn't sexy, mm-hmm. make people want to click, you might as well wait and publish it till you have a headline that right. is going to work. Because before they can share, they have to click. Yeah. You know. I think, you know, we talk also, so we talk about authenticity, we talk about relevancy, that people want relevant content to mm-hmm. what they're doing, and that comes to knowing your audience. But I think coming up with timely ways to position the content. So if you're writing about something and there's 
a news event, you know, we've all heard newsjacking of how you can mm-hmm. newsjack stories. Or if it's the time of year, the Masters is coming up and you can relate it to a certain win or something that um, happened there. I just saw a blog, that's why I'm thinking of golf, is um, it, it was like the top five things Arnold Palmer taught me. I was like, I want to know, what is that? And the blog was, it was as it relates to business, what um, this person had learned from watching Arnold Palmer in business. But, um, you know, the Masters is coming up when we're recording this. So I was already thinking about golf anyway, and that made me click. And then I shared it too. I know people are going to... People are talking about the Masters right now. So that's the thing. If people are, if you can create something that people are already talking about, then your content fuels that conversation, right? So if you can offer them something to keep that conversation going, they're more likely to share it, like the master's example. um, So when we were producing news, another thing that you want to find news stories that resonate with people, like that's what you do. You want to cover things that people care about. But a lot of times what separates great stories from those that are okay uh, are the emotions that are tied to it. Oh, for sure. I mean, think about how you feel after you read a story, a blog post, social media. If you feel um, happy, if you feel angry, if if it makes you cry, you're more likely to share it, again, because it connects with you on a deeper level than just information. We all want good, solid, credible information, right? But beyond that, we want to feel like people get us. And the content that hits us emotionally, mm-hmm. I think, really connects with you on a different level. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the content we were sharing. I was sharing something that was inspiring. And um, think about all those videos of cute kids doing cute things mm-hmm. or um, veterans coming home and surprising their families. Right, and people those get teary-eyed. always go viral. How many of them have you seen? Mm-hmm. A ton of them. But every time I'm like, oh, I want to see what happens, mm-hmm. right? Because of that inspirational positive spin, I think that a lot of times um, – Make people want to share it. Spread the spread the good news. And we did. Um, I said we really her did some homework for this uh, to bring you the best information. Um, found a couple of studies okay, that apply right. to this, right? So Jonah Berger examined seven thousand New York Times articles which had been shared and found that positive news was more likely to go viral. There you go. A study by Basumo also found that the most common emotions invoked by articles that were shared were all laughter and amusement that goes to those you know the viral the moments videos that you were talking about yeah and how many like again think about what you just shared it's probably fits in those categories right right yeah for sure um and and another thing that when you talk about those moments that i think is important for shareable content now not always this is not a one-size-fits-all rule but i'd say a lot of times it's content that is relatively to topic short. Mm-hmm. It is something that is going to hit someone. It's not going to require me to read 20 minutes. Yes. I you know? agree. Yeah. The video is not a 10-minute video. It's a one-minute video. Sure. Sure. I think another great thing to think about is um, when I, I know in my organization that if I publish something, it'll get some traction. Um, sometimes not as much as I like. I was saying earlier, I'm like, I'll post something. I think it's very shareable. And nobody clicks. <laughs> um, but if somebody else, uh, you know, we have a lot of faces in our company, people that are do front of the room type stuff. 
are on stages and if they post it, I know it's going to get short because they they have a little bit more of authority in the space and people like to hear what they say and they have a giant, giant network. So sometimes if I am in my role and I'm writing a blog or a piece of content and I want to make it shareable, I ensure those people post it because I'm going to leverage them. Um, yeah, and their absolutely. expertise, uh, people are more likely to share from that. Well, and that's important because shareable is all about network ultimately, right? It's all about somebody passing it on to somebody else, somebody passing it on to somebody else. So if you start at the core with people who maybe have broader networks, um, who will push it out, that gives it kind of better, better legs to, to start with. Right. right? You, you want to tap into things that people care about and they're passionate about and that usually creates that environment for being shared. A, I think a great exercise is to go to Forbes.com or some publication and look at their most popular articles. Mm-hmm. Like, look what's trending on those spaces, and you can you probably learn a lot. see, yeah, some of these uh, categories that we have we have talked about of why they're trending or popular. But also, it all comes down to the headline as well. Like you can see, there's some great headlines. headlines yeah. Um, like the one thing Amazon needs to know to be successful. I'm like, oh, what, what is that? You know, those kinds of things. Um, it's a good exercise too to help you position your own content as a way to within kind of that framework of right? what we already know Increase is working. Sharing. My last tip for you guys uh, before we go is um, that if it's a video or an image, that it is eye catching. Uh-huh. Um, so those part of what makes the gender reveals. And yes. the the, com- the soldiers coming home viral is because you get to see that emotion. You get to see the surprise or the anger or somebody cries. Um, it, it is visually pulls you in. Mm-hmm. And so that's important too, I think, to consider. Yeah, that's a great point. So thank you. Hopefully you guys got some tips about how to make your content more shareable. We try every week. Well, I don't know if we do this every week. But every time we get together, we try to pack as much in for you guys as we can in less than 15 minutes. And we're at 14 right now. Yes. Wow. Look at that. And hey, if you like this, share it. Click the share button.